0: Good morning. My name is Maria. You need, to, you, a
1: yeah. you need to wait a second here. Need to wait the council. Oh, I'm sorry. If you just just hold. Okay. Yes. Just A second.
0: Sorry. Okay. I have reserved five minutes for uh, rebuttal. May I please the court. My name is Ines Suber. i Maria Suber. I represent Kishan Burge in this case. The issue in this case is very simple. <coughs> Mr. Uh, Burch appears before this court uh, convicted of a crime uh, on a theory that was not charged in the information. In this case, the state charged, specifically charged Mr. Birch with having violated section 790.23 because he actually possessed a firearm after being a convicted felon. Um, The actually possessed firearm is very important here because of the long... uh, set of case law here that says that if the state chooses to charge a person with a specific crime, that state is bound to, to prove that a specific offense uh, as charged in the information.
2: Counsel, it, I'm sorry to interrupt you. Before yes. you get too far into the merits, could you tell us precisely what the conflict is as far as our jurisdiction, which case yes, uh, the, the case under review conflicts with and yeah. on what question of law?
0: In Florida, when the, an, an offense can be proven in various ways, it can be proven, uh, it had to be proven by the way that it, the state charges. And we are uh, talking about Lewis, uh, Long, Booker, uh, and those cases that say that if you charge specifically uh, a crime uh, with a specific conduct, the state is bound to prove that a specific conduct and nothing else.
2: Aren't those cases that, well, at least in the case of Long, that's a case where the statute itself listed alternative possible elements and the state chose one and the proof showed the other. Um, In this case, possession is possession, right, statutorily.
0: Well, in this the statute, case. The,
2: the statute doesn't distinguish between actual and constructive, is that right?
0: In this case, the state chose to prove, uh, to, to charge actual possession. It's very clear well, from his, the information.
1: His question was Does the statute on, on felon and possession distinguish between constructive possession and actual possession? No.
0: The statute, the statute does not distinguish, if the, if the state will have, uh, I, I, I have to admit that if the state would have chosen here to charge uh, Mr. Birch with possession of a firearm by a convicted felon, there's two ways, the line of cases that said that possession can be proven both by actual and constructive possession come into play. Just like on a first degree murder, you don't have to prove uh, premeditation, you don't have to prove felony murder, the same way with, uh, with possession, however, that's not to say that that's what controls here, because in this case, the, the state chose to charge actual possession of a farm by a convicted felon. And because the state uh, chose to charge actual possession with a farm then is bound to prove that he actually possessed the farm having been convicted of a felony. And the problem that we have here also is because the jury specifically found that he was not in possession of a farm during the commission of the offense. So in essence what we're saying is that if he didn't actually possess the farm during the commission of the offense he could not actually possess the farm in this particular case. because the Possession. The actual possession was actually the element of the crime.
1: Let me let me ask you this: Do any of the conflict cases you rely on deal with felon in possession?
0: Yeah, one of the cases. One of the cases that I uh, is in, conf- in conflict. Of, the, n- the name is Jones, and it's actually uh, it's a case out of the uh, First District Court of Appeal. Jones. Jones. Yeah. In Jones, uh, the case was he was charged with um, with uh, possession of a firearm by a convicted felon. Um, but he he the state the state proved that he was uh, that he owned the firearm, but he didn't prove that he possessed the firearm at the time of the the uh, offense. Uh, but he uh, he uh, only uh, they only proved that he um, he possessed it, but he didn't owned the, the, the gun. Did you so say that this is a 1st District case? Yes. Okay,
2: so that doesn't help you for conflict?
0: Well, it does help uh, It does help because uh, for no, conflict. No, it's intra.
2: This is a, we're reviewing in the 1st District.
0: Well, right? it's not, the Lewis is not for possession of a farm by a convicted felon, but the, the rationale Lewis- Well, applies let me get let let me back to my question. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, there's a distinction here between uh, uh, cases in which the statute sets out different ways a particular uh, category of offense can be approved and the the possession statute, which does not do that. And so what I was trying to figure out, if you have any conflict cases that fall on this category of the possession statute where it's not set out in the statute. And it the, the, seems like the best you can come up with is the fir- is a, is a case from the first, which does not create conflict.
0: Well, Your uh, uh, Honor, I think Lewis, and uh, Lewis must be the one, and Lewis... Uh, what the, this works the, that from? It's from the, first, from the Supreme Court, but it's not possession of a farm by a convicted felon. But the theory, the same uh, rationale applies because what happened in that case is the uh, it was aggravated battery that can be proven by great bodily farm or by uh, having possession of a that's set out in the statute.
1: There's a different way set out in the statute, right? That's
0: the same here with the possession, and the possession is charged with uh, with care, possession, con- no, possession is uh, ownership, Care, custody, or possession of a farm by a convicted felon. But, the, but the,
1: the statute does not distinguish between constructive possession and actual possession.
0: No, the statute does not okay. distinguish well, that, I, but the state distinguishes it in this case because it charged actual possession. It's, it's what I'm arguing. It was that once the state chose the words actual, which qualified deposition uh, possession, it actually uh, modified the possession, it actually charged with actual possession of a farm by a convicted felon. And uh, because they didn't prove actual possession, uh, and because he starts convicted of a crime for which uh, the theory of which uh, was not charged in the information, that's fundamental error because that's a violation of due process. He stays here in this court charged with constructive possession of a farm by a convicted felon when that theory was never charged in the information. It's what I'm arguing. Um, and that's the second issue on, um, on, on the second issue is that the the, uh, it, the um, trial court incorrectly uh, instructed the jury on constructive possession of a of a farm because it was broader than what the charge was. Uh, the first district found that the actual the were actual that we have to look at that way, way actually and the actual uh, uh, applies to section 775.87 which is uh, the language which the, sh- the state must charge if they allege that a, a, a person um, had in the possession of armed during the conviction of a felony. Um, that the way the, the, the reason why the state used the actual word actual was to charge that he was in possession of a farm by a convicted felon, but however, we disagree because you can only look at the at, at the um, uh, information here and count two of the information, the state properly charged, uh, uh Mr. Burge having, com- uh, with, uh, committing a second degree murder of which he was acquitted and it charged that the, during the commission of the felony, he didn't, he was in actual possession of the farm. So the issue here is whether or not the, 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 um, the where actual should be construed, uh, to, uh, to apply and to limit the, um, the state. Uh, it was error for the trial court to. Uh, to um, it was error for the trial court to, to um, instruct the jury on constructive possession because the jury found him guilty of constructive possession, and it was error because he starts convicted of, uh, of constructive possession when the evidence doesn't even prove constructive possession. We have a situation where uh, where there was a struggle. Uh, we have eyewitnesses direct eyewitnesses that said that Mr. Bursty don't have the firearm. Uh, we have two eyewitnesses that said he didn't possess the firearm. Uh, he left the house without possessing the firearm. Uh, we have, uh, he immediately turned himself into the law enforcement. Uh, we had evidence that he he still had uh, blood in his hands. There was no, uh, if, if he who had taken the gun and put it in his pocket, there would have been transferred blood in the pocket just as they found transferred blood on the rest of his clothing. but. There was no evidence whatsoever that he possessed the farm. Um, there is direct evidence that he didn't possess the farm, so the, 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 um, we don't even have evidence that he constructively possessed the farm in this case. Um, but unless the court has other issues, that's, those are my issues. Thank you.
3: may I please the court Quentin Humphrey on behalf of the state of Florida. Conflict jurisdiction simply does not exist in this case. The, the statute itself for possession of firearm by convicted felon says that a that is unlawful for any person to own or have in his or her possession any firearm if that person has been convicted of felony in the courts of this state. The key element here is possession and, and we proved possession in this case. It is not um, the word "actual," the word "constructive." Those are manners in which you can do possession. That's not the element itself. In order to have conflict jurisdiction, you have to have a conflict within with another court, or with a prior floor Supreme Court case. And in the cases the defendant cites, in for Lewis, Long, and Booker, the state failed explicitly to prove an element of the case. In one case, the state would that he burglarized a smokehouse and proved that he burglarized a henhouse. Another one, the state alleged that he lied to a county solicitor, when it turned out that the only evidence that proved was that he lied in a circuit court. The fact remains, we proved the elements of this case, and if you want to grant conflict jurisdictions case, which you shouldn't, you have to find a way to show that we didn't prove an ailment. Regardless, this is a, this, the facts that occurred in this case are well, unique. I mean, the,
1: you will admit that there's broad language in the, in the conflict, um, some of the conflict cases that, um, that would seem to cover the situation here about the, the way, um, the, the, um, and I don't have the case in front of me, but the way the, uh, the, um, the circumstance where a, a an offense can be um, committed in different ways um, that in a, in a in a in a different sense this offense of possession is committed in different ways it's either actual or 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 constructive
3: well i think the case you're referring to which was incited for conflict was where the state alleged that um, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon the jury was given instructions for both deadly weapon and great bodily harm, and the jury checkmarked the box for great bodily harm. That is an actual alternative uh, way to convict in the statute itself, and the jury picked the one to see I understand that,
1: but th- there's broad language in there that seems to—that to, to, uh, could be interpreted more broadly as the, as the basis for the decision that was reached in that case.
3: I disagree, Your Honor. The fact remains we're, that— Were when, we talking about Brown?
4: And um, yes, thank you okay. So in Brown, it says, where an offense may be committed in various ways, and which is true here, correct. it can, well, possession I mean, can be can be committed We're, We instruct the jury someone can possess an item by actually possessing it or by constructively possessing it. So you could say that that's an offense that can be committed in various ways.
3: Well, the difference is that in Brown, those were statutory alternative elements listed. I I understand that, but here Justice Kennedy's- Actual and destructive, those are just manners. They're not elements themselves. They are manners used to give to the jury to assist in finding an element.
4: But I think Justice Kennedy's point was that the, the way that it's described, in, by talking about an offense that can, can be committed in various ways rather than talking more specifically about when a statute sets forth various ways, that that broad language does, would seem to apply to the facts of this case?
3: I disagree, Your
4: Honor, still. That okay. because So you're, fact, you're saying this is not an offense that may be committed in various ways? Possession is not? I'm
3: saying that possession is possession and the manner in which possession is committed is definitions or methods given to a jury to help assist them in making a determination. Th- but those are the
4: same? Actual and constructive are the same? Ways? They are They are different
3: manners in which you can commit an offense, but the actual and constructive are not elements in themselves. The statute is clear, the element is possession.
2: Well, and I think your point would be that the holding of the case has to be understood in the context of the statute they were talking about, yes. and that the language is not as broad as it appears when you read it in the context of the opinion. yes your
3: honor and just to highlight as an aside um, Jones v state raised by the defense was a first DCA case, and you can't find conflict jurisdiction from a decision from the same court that's up on appeal I think we've got that so regardless either way this case let
4: me, let me it, do let me ask you this in in Brown part of the line of reasoning was that the the um, the state had actually charged the subsection for one of the one of the methods and I, th- I think if I remember correctly it was the um, aggravated battery use of a deadly, deadly. weapon yes sure so the, so that subsection was charged and it specified in the information mm-hmm. committed aggravated battery. And then in reasoning, they said that they didn't, because they did not charge the other section, uh, subsection, which is use of great bodily harm yes. or <coughs> resulting in great bodily harm and didn't specify it, that, that they sort of reasoned away consistent with your argument, correct? Yes, Your Honor. Is there another conflict case where, um, or alleged conflict case from a different district where the the information actually alleged the entire statute so that an argument could have been that it was alleged like here um, that the whole statute was alleged but they found that because there was a word that was limiting in the information that 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 resulted in a different
3: which case are you specific I'm asking
4: if there is one
3: I'm oh I'm sorry I'm not aware of it myself the fact remains, though, that this is a very unique factual situation and that isn't necessarily a great case to build case law off of. When you lo- let's look at what happened here. When you look at the information, we, we have a case from late 2013 from the first D.C.A. called Arnevi State. That's one twenty eight seven <coughs> second eighty seven. That says if you want a 1020 life sentence in the 1st District Court of Appeal, you have to put the word actual possession in your charging document. Before that point, you can just use the word carries and cite to the statute of 1020 life, and that was enough. First DCA said you have to put the word actual in there. Then the defendant at trial didn't object to the jury instructions with constructive language, and which makes sense because if he was found in non-actual possession as a, the specific fact-finding, he doesn't get a minimum mandatory sentence it's to his benefit to go along with the language that was included in it for constructive possession. And then we get a jury question about the specific factual finding that it, the court says, go back, rewrite it, and give it to us again. And the jury doesn't do so. Instead, they come back with a verdict and they rewrite the question, don't give it to the judge. And so it's not answered. And then we have a defendant who goes through a motion for a new trial, doesn't raise the issue, until an appellate attorney comes along and says, wait a moment, I don't like what happened here. We have a unique, a unique factual situation uh, that just doesn't work. Now what the better policy that this court should adopt is to overturn our net. or not overturn, sorry, disapprove of Arnett. The fact remains that what the state was forced to do because of our net but you don't
1: want us to do that in this case
3: no if you find conflict jurisdiction i don't believe conflict jurisdiction okay. existed but if you are going to find it existed the policy this court should do is disapprove our net the state was required to put a sentencing constri- requirement in their charging language which makes no sense and we wound up in this situation oh, but that's an apprentice thing right well so what, what would be the correct way? I'm not disputing that the the proper so what the this court way should say is disapprove is disapprove our net and say that the state cite to ten twenty life in their in their charge document, send five oh eight sub 7, seven subsection whatever, and file a notice just like we do with prison release serie offenders or with habitual violent felony offenders. And say that we are seeking because we're filing this charge, we are seeking an enhanced um, sentence because he actually possessed a firearm. What you do is you get can your you, sentencing language. with
2: the jury finding. How though? How, just mechanically?
3: Um, well, which you get you file a notice and then you still do the interrogatory of a specified jury finding in the verdict form, whether you put it as a separate thing or you put it as a subsection to the question. Either way, that that isn't that isn't relevant. You still make the jury finding, but you give the defendant notice of what he's looking at. You don't put sentencing language where it doesn't belong, which is in the charging document. So you're saying that the, the word actual possession uh, doesn't need to be in the, in the charging document to preserve the 10, 20 life sentence? Correct. It absolutely doesn't need to. The whole point is to give the defendant notice that we're seeking enhanced sentence. There is no reason to put, char- um, put sentencing language in your charging document. cite cited the statute, but there's no reason to. And then, the, then and if you give it proper notice, you say we're seeking this. And because of this and the defendants put on notice that hey, they're seeking a higher sentence against my client and they can go from there. And the jury then makes their proper factual finding as part of the verdict form. That is a better policy for this court to adopt if they choose to accept conflict jurisdiction in this case. Regardless, we have proven um, at possession in this case anyways, because the defense referenced that we've not. Let's look at the facts here. The two, there's a five and seven year old who watched the defendant fighting with the victim in the kitchen. The defendant's slinging her against the wall, against the floor, against the stove. He pushes her against the stove. Something happens. Blood starts pouring out of her. She's on the floor. The defendant with blood on his hands, the children say he runs out of the apartment. The maintenance supervisor sees him run out of the apartment and go to another apartment. The maintenance supervisor goes inside, sees two, sees three children standing outside the kitchen crying they point at their mom laying on the floor bleeding out he pulls them outside make sure no one else enters the apartment until law enforcement arrives the medical examiner at trial testified that the victim died of a gunshot wound to the mouth and no firearm was found in the apartment firearms don't have legs your honor they cannot walk off on their own the only person that could have removed that firearm was the petitioner he's the only it is and he, however he disposed of it I don't know. That's not an issue here, but he removed the firearm It gives him possession of the firearm what the defendant is arguing essentially is a factually inconsistent verdict. She has not said those words, but that's what she's arguing here. And what she's doing is, con- do- is achieving that by conflating a sentencing requirement that is required by our net with a claim that because he was not found guilty of he was they did not make a factual determination of actual possession but they found him not actually possessing that equates to an overall acquittal even though he received a boon from the fact that he did not get a well, 10 21
1: incoherent.
3: Well, you can have factually inconsistent census in the in state of Florida. That is well well-solved case law. The issue is if you're going you to, the only issue is if you have a legally inconsistent one. Now, the jury, and when you look at the verdict form, there's any number of reasons why the jury was clearly confused about the factual determination in this case. They were asked essentially, "What does during the commission the offense mean?" That was their question. That was within the revised course that never got answered for them. And when you look at the verd form and you look at the comp- uh, you see that you have count one, which they acquitted on. You look at count two, you say possession of firm as, con- as charged. And then right below it, and these are not lawyers, please keep this in mind. We all understand that's all because of Prindy, Blakely, and Milani and, and their progeny. But then they see what they actually possessed during the commission of the offense now they're going to look at this and say are they being convicted are we are they asking me to make a second determination of the same thing we literally just decided in count two or is during the commission of this offense relating to the count one which we acquitted for there is no other offense and so you can find that is one possible theory of this the second one is a jury pardon which is a well-recognized standard within the state of florida or they can just have decided that he constructively possessed the firearm because he was alone in the kitchen and he exercised dominion or control of it we don't know but the fact remains that this is not a this is not a case where the state failed to prove an element of the case of the facts for possession of firearm by convicted felon and so therefore if there are no further questions the state would ask this court to deny conflict jurisdiction in this case or if this court is going to grant conflict jurisdiction to disapprove our net thank you very much
0: For the court notifying conflict jurisdiction, you will have to overrule Lewis. You will have to overrule Booker. You will have to over, uh, overrule Long, and if more specifically, you will have to overrule the state. In Jamaica's, uh, was a case from this court that uh, it was charged with aggravated battery, but with a deadly weapon and um, the jury found him with uh, great bodily harm. In that case, the court very specifically said when the, when the statute has different ways in which to charge the information, the state is bound by the way that the state charges the
1: information. But you say if the statute has if different ways. Stas-
0: the statute well, in well, this the, case. The,
1: the possession statute, the, pos- the possession statute doesn't itself the- incorporate different ways. That's the a matter.
0: The possession statute incorporates different ways. It can be, it, it can be, if, if I own a farm, if I'm a convicted felon, I'm guilty of it. If I control the farm, I'm guilty of it. If I possess it, I'm guilty of it.
1: But the, but this distinction between possession, the constructive and actual possession, that's not in the statute. We, no, it's not in the statute,
0: but the state that. chose here, yeah. just like they chose in the other cases to uh, say, a smoke house instead of a structure um, uh, in the cases. So, for the court notifying conflict jurisdiction, it will have to overrule Lewis, Booker, Jameis, Long, Reed, and all the long-standing cases from all the, uh, dist- uh, all the district courts that says that the state is bound by how they charge in the information and, and uh, just overrule that and say we don't have conflict jurisdiction. On the other hand, the court can find that jurisdiction applies in this case and find that the state, by choosing actual possession, uh, it chose to, uh, to charge him with actual possession of a farm which in this case it didn't prove. It didn't prove, number one, because the jury found him not guilty of actual possession of a farm by a convicted felon. The best practice, um, uh, they, they, they asked the state what the best practice is. I don't think Arnett should be, should be overruled. Arnett is correct. I think the best practice is for the state to charge that the person is in possession of a firearm by a convicted felon and having been in actual possession during the, during the commission of the, the felony, he was in actual possession of the firearm or, or he discharged the firearm. That is the correct way because that's what the statute says. Thank you.
1: All right. Well, we thank you both for your arguments today. Uh, The court will now stand in recess for about 10 minutes. All right.